Welcome in to another episode of the I Am Ready podcast. Uh, I am Jay Sparks, entrepreneurship coordinator here at Ready. And uh, after a quick glance at the uh, abacus, uh, as we moved our beads around, we got to episode 16. We finally figured out what episode we're recording. Uh, and it's an exciting one. I'm excited for this one. Uh, I am joined by my co-host, partner in crime in this uh, podcast adventure we're on, Lisa Driscoll-Hawksby. Thea, how's it going? It is fantastic. I want to first apologize for my crazy voice, um, but that's not going to stop me from talking. So just ask my husband. There is not much that can stop me from talking, and I, too, am very excited about our guest today. Um, and um, I think Jay and I are having a great time together. So, um, you know, we're going to put in a shameless plug. If you have not yet listened to all of the podcasts, then you need to get right on that. Um, it's a very good use of your time because it'll make you want to be waiting for every time the next one is released. That's right. And you'll find them in your, your local news links and that'll link onto our SoundCloud and you'll be able to track them down there. So, uh, But we are excited, as we said, to get to today's guest, um, somebody that uh, right away, and I know I've, I've said this maybe for one or two other of our guests on this list, this esteemed list, but someone who welcomed me right away. I, I felt like when I joined Ready um, and the very first time that I got to meet Matt Gass from Burrell, I felt like this is a guy who is is just genuine and excited to, to, to meet me and has always been very kind uh, at the board meetings and things like that and seeing, seeing him out in public. Uh, I think last time we ran into each other, might have been Peddler's Jamboree. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, just, uh, Matt, how's it going? Man, it's, it's so good. Like, I just, I'm just thinking about being like sweet 16. Like, so if you, you know, if you're, if you're yeah. in here, you know, like start at 16 and then start one and work your way back. But, right. You know, it's, uh, it's good, Jay. And I, I, I do remember our first conversation <laughs> and thinking, man, you know, if we could, if we could just really tap into the talent of the people and give them the opportunity to do something a little bit different mm-hmm. and, and to find their passion, then, then this was, this was going to be the goal. And man, you've done a, a very good job about shining the light on that and then helping people find their success. Well, Reddy's, Reddy's done a good job of it and, and I've been maybe in the right place at the right time. So we're going to, we're going to go with that. And um, today we're going to shine our light on Matt a little bit. And, and the purpose of a lot of this is to kind of get to know um, these these movers and shakers, these people you might meet at a ready board meeting or, or again, out in public somewhere, um, and maybe get to know them a little bit better uh, than you did before. So, Matt, what's the what's the origin story for Matt? What 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 got you to Columbia? What 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 brought you here? You know, my uh, so it was a girl, and so um, you know, I, I I came to Central Missouri, and uh, you know, we I, I remember driving. You know, as a as a small town kid in you know in the Columbia for for you know probably our third date or, or whatever whatever that may have been, but it was like the downtown just had life. Like it was just like this is this is a city where I want to be. You know, and and life didn't line that up for us and our family for man for over twenty years, but we always had Columbia in the back of our minds. So um, I've had a you know been really fortunate. We've We've moved a lot for for career, both for my wife and I. And when we had the opportunity in 2019 to come back, it was like we were going to live in Columbia and just be a part of this. And the rest is history. Nice. Love that. Um, speaking of career and journey, why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, where you started at? and Did you always see yourself in the position that you're in today? Yeah. No, not at all. I mean, I think that's what's really drawn me to 
the work of Reddy and you know and and Jay's work and others was I had no idea that I wanted to be in, in the mental health field like you know I, I remember growing up like you know you had a you know a couple of options for success as a small town kid you know you you either found a trade which is you know a great living um, you know or or you or you did something else you know you went to college and you moved away and I didn't really want to I didn't really want to do either one of those um, and so it was a part of the family business for uh, a couple of years and uh, and then you know it, it really you know when we when we moved to central Missouri you know the the finances of that was different so what do you do and so um, you know I really thought that I would would go to medical school so I've got an undergrad in biology and um, you know that was that was one of the paths to success you know our, that was how our family communicated that but um, you know just by by accident uh, a good friend of ours special teams football coach He's like, man, Matt, my brother created this thing. He's like, I just think your personality is right for it. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm going to med school. I've got a different piece. He's like, just volunteer. Would you just do me a favor? Like, I'll call out there, spend three hours. I spent four, and, uh, and, and at the end of the four hours, I left with a 40-hour-a-week job. And, um, you know, it's been, it's been amazing. Like, the ability to work with people in my field and to be able to see them better understand themselves, um, you know, have a light bulb come on, you know, even even when people didn't think that they had the capability of doing that, or, you know, society had said, you know, this is this is your place in life, um, to see that change happen, man, it was just, it was just so fulfilling, and so um, my, my wife and I, while well, I, I was a non-traditional student, a good portion of my college career, and so we, ha- we were expecting a daughter, and, and so it was, you know, Medical school wasn't wasn't going to be the thing that lined up for us. Um, and what do you do? And it's like I want to I want to get more involved in this. So through some through some mentors and some different opportunities, this has just been it's been the perfect career for me. Yeah, I mean that makes perfect sense. And when you talk about mentors and and kind of you have people like providing guideposts, signposts yeah. for your for your life a little bit, and and we I feel like we all have those, you know. If you get a chance now to talk to someone, I mean, in, if you're that role for someone else, what are you going to tell them? What do you tell them now if you, when you work with someone that you see that has that drive or that potential at, at your job or, or out in public? What 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 is that? Um, what is that conversation like, or what would it be like if you got a chance to do that? Yeah, you know, I think it's it's finding the thing that you're excited about. You know, we I mean, people talk about you know finding that thing that doesn't feel like work that that provides for your family or your income and. I always thought that was hokey, um, but it happens, you know. And so, what are what are those things that you find your strengths? What are those areas that you find yourself sort of naturally gravitating towards? Um, those things that that really you know cause you to wake up and get excited in the morning, and and then how do you apply those to a career field? There's a, a positive psychologist. I'm going to butcher the last name, but Martin Seligman, positive psychology and you know, really, really talking about how do you take, you know, so, you know, that on a scale of one to 10, how do you, you know, what are those things that you're naturally geared toward and, and do well? And how do you do more of that? And then, and then what are those things that you can put into practice every day to get that? If you're at a six, how do you get to, to a scale of eight of, of feeling and well-being? And I, I, that's just what I woke up towards and, and try to do every day. So have you you've talked a little bit about you know the advice you would give and the advice you has you have received? Can you tell us a little bit about maybe a significant mentor in your life, 
and when they came in, were you looking for them? Did they just kind of appear at the right time? You know, I think there's a, you know, for me, I think we've I've had been really fortunate. There's been, you know, a handful of people that have have sort of shown up at the at the right time, you know, in life. From, um, you know, my my wife's grandmother it was just an, an amazing human being. Like she just she approached the world with such positivity. You know, you just she was just somebody that you naturally you know wanted to please because of because of her belief in in others. Um, and, and we, you know, we all were just, we just followed that greatly. Um, and, and I think, you know, I think everyone that I've used as a mentor sort of had that spirit of positivity who would, you know, like they would allow, you know, they would allow me to say, here's, here's what I'm thinking or feeling, or here's what, here's what I would like to do. And, and they said, man, that's a great idea. Like, you know, like, like I love those people who, who never say an idea is a bad idea. But just how you know? How do we refine that in a way that gets you what you want? It's like improv in life, right? The improv rule yes, is yes and, and right? Yeah. yeah, of course. So, <clears throat> how do you maybe maybe there's a, a mentorship lesson there in in how to use the yes and rule to to apply that? Um, you know, with everything you've got going on now, you yeah. you look at you know behavioral psychology, psychology, mental health, things like that. How does that play into a city, a quality of place, a quality of life in a city. How, what, what, what is that that you see? You know, your your operation <clears throat> fitting into and, and molding into to, to make Columbia better. And I just want us to be a part of the city. You know, thinking about you know taking Lisa's question around mentoring. You know, taking your question there. Like as humans, we're really we're not really great at doing anything other than being social and interacting with each other, seeing seeing what the person around us wants or needs and anticipating you know what they want and need based on our collective experiences. So, you know, if, if our organization can can help somebody um, understand where they fit, if they can help the community understand how how that community fits in with that individual um, who is experiencing a health condition. Then, then I think that we're that we're doing a good part of our job. You know, the the work that we do at Borough was really born over 50 years ago. It was the last piece of legislation uh, that President Kennedy signed into law, the Community Mental Health Act. You know, and and that was well over 50 years ago now. And you know, and and today we you know we've still got a lot of work to do around reducing stigma, helping helping people understand that the number one reason. That, uh, that a company has lost workdays, like the, the primary reason for lost workdays is depression and anxiety. But, uh, you know, we, we don't have, like, we, we understand. Like, it's not the flu. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> like, you know, like we, you know we, we, we know as an employer how to interact with an employee when they say, I've, I've got the flu, or I've got cancer, or I have diabetes. But, but as an employer, you know, in, in, in the work community, we still don't understand, uh, you know, mental well-being and mental performance and how, how if, we, if we incorporate some, some tactics and some techniques, you know, we can have a happier workforce, a healthier workforce, and really achieve so much more productivity. So I know that you all really believe in innovation and you're willing to step outside the box and to try different things. What are some of the things that you're most proud of or you think have been the best, most well-received things in our community specifically? You know, I, I think there's a, there's a mixture of things. 
you know, one of the one of the things that I'm most proud of is a program that we call MPART. Um, you know, when when you think about neonatal abstinence syndrome, that's you know when you've got um, you know a child who's you know who's born um, to a substance using mother, and and the, there's there's a real societal issue here. Uh, you know, the way the way things have traditionally worked is that if a parent is substance using, um, that the system can't really intervene until after the child is born, and then a hotline calls made. And, and then, you know, there's a strong likelihood that that child will be separated from their mother at a time when they, they need to bond, you know, critically. Um, and so, you know, about five years ago, we created this program called Impart, and we've had some, it's, well, it's a small program, we've had some really significant successes about keeping kids with, with parents. Um, you know, transitions, right? Like when, you know, transitions are opportunities to redefine people. And so, you know, pregnancy, childbirth, families, those are, those are great times for people to reevaluate. You know, maybe they've wanted to stop using, but this is a motivator. Um, but the system is, has sort of worked against them and, and caused, you know, children to get less prenatal care and, and those types of things. And so this, this program is just a, a really small, it's like the little program that could, that, that has, uh, has really done a good job in, in righting some of those wrongs. On a larger scale, you know, we've, we've been really fortunate to have a behavioral crisis center here in town. And so the ability, the ability to, to have some sort of parity between the, you know, the, the organ that controls all the organs in the body, the brain, so that parity between mental health and, and primary care, um, you know, the ability, you know, to have an urgent care, like, hey, I really need some mental health stuff. And, and to be able to offer that to a community this size Missouri's really lucky. There's no, there's nowhere else in the U.S. that's doing this in this way. So, to have these centers in Jeff City, Columbia, Springfield, Kansas City, St. Louis, that's a big deal. I'm really proud of that and how that's going to transform the way communities get care, you know, for generations to come. Sometimes I think the the big picture, the, like those two programs you just talked about, are, are you know, the, those are. The, Good, big, but lots of shoulders go into that. Lots of lots of people pushing that that boulder up that hill to, to get those to, to a point where they're they're you know accessible to the community and operating day in and day out. What brings Matt joy when it's when you when you when you pop into work or you, you get to get out into the community or whatever it is? What what brings you joy on a on a day in day out community? Man, I love. I love to connect with the community. I'm I'm not mentally well if I'm sitting in my office all day. Like, you know, when when the pandemic hit and we were all isolating, that was probably the roughest eighteen months or two years uh, of my world. Now, I mean, I'm so proud of our organization and and being able to to promise all of our employees no one would get laid off, that we would you know that we would maintain employment. You know, we as a leadership team. You know, all of us donated, um, you know, two thirds, uh, you know, or, or a little bit more of our of our leave, so that we could have this extended bank for our team. But that social isolation was really tough for me. So, I I would have to say, right now, the most enjoyment I get out of my day is going through the Phoenix Clinic. You know, there's so much life and there's so much recovery happening at that space. Um, to be able to walk through there on a on a rough day and hear somebody talk about how, how their life is changing because they were able to find some stability and a, and a, and a place to get recovery, and there's nothing cooler than that. 
that's a really awesome story <laughs> and um, the good news is there are a lot of opportunities to connect in Columbia and I feel like for me this has been a place where folks have just um, been so excited and enlivened by each other there's such genuine um, respect and gratitude for one another you were talking a little bit about um, you know as an employee some employers were, were we were behind the curve a little bit on knowing how to support our, our workforce with mental health um, help when needed and so you have the opportunity by way of your position and also being on the board of ready to really interface with a lot of different folks at the top of that food chain employer wise and so is there any company or anybody that comes to mind that you've had the opportunity to connect with that you just think this is really someone who is really forward thinking this is someone who has maybe programs in their um, company that really um, gets why what we do is so important or has it at least been really open to those conversations you know gosh we've uh, you know there, there are so many great companies here in Columbia you know I think about some of the companies that are just doing things right you know I mean you know, when you think about, you know, Randa Rollins and Matt Moore and how Shelter, how Shelter, you know, really ties into young leaders um, and then has, you know, has their, has their upper level leaders doing reverse mentoring, seeing what that's like for, you know, a, a new person who's a little bit nervous and anxious about that. Um, you know, all the way, you know, all the way across that spectrum to the ACA, you know, and their, their interest in being a part of our, our one movement, you know, ensuring that you know their their networks are engaged in what are the resources available for behavioral health issues what are the you know and and then and then agreeing to, to provide some some behavioral health you know mentorship and, and education um, you know I think that's that's the kind of thing that you you don't get in every community and so I think we're really lucky here I like to ask in a lot of the episodes where I'm here, I like to ask the, the Spider-Man question, with great power comes great responsibility. And, you know, as folks do achieve, like you said, those management positions, or they, they get to those those upper tiers in these, these forward-thinking and, and large-scale, you know, um, organizations and companies here in Columbia, why? why? Why do we join the organizations like Ready? Why do you find you know, board positions, why it is important to be a part of that, that, that loop, that circuit, um, to, to, you know, why is it important for Columbia and for the people involved to do that? Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting how it, it evolves a little bit, right, Jay? Like, you know, I remember, I remember coming to, you know, Columbia and thinking, how will I plug in, you know, the, you know, summer of 2019. And so, um, you know, you think about things like chambers of commerce and, you, you know, you think about, how you you know how you do something a little bit different um you know the, at that time we weren't you know we, it was pre-pandemic people weren't talking about mental health the way that they are today and and i wanted i wanted this business community to to understand how healthcare dollars were a major you know like small healthcare dollars like behavioral health you know having having 300 employees in boone county how that it, it was a was a benefit to the community, you know that, and that as a nonprofit behavioral health center that we, you know, starting to share like the, that we're that we're healthcare similar to, to primary care and those kinds of things. So, you know, I think that was that was the initial drivers. Like, how do we change some hearts and minds? And then and then as I've been a part of that community, then it's like, man, I'm I'm really lucky to be able to spend time with, you know, at that time, you know, Matt Moore and. 
Brian Treese and you know John Glasscock and just the, these these groups of people these you know these large large industry leaders and city leaders who were were impacting and really they were asking the same questions that we all were how do we how do we make the community better you know and then you know today Jay I think it's I think it's so it's so interesting and different how Ready's changed how we you know how we're looking at how can Ready be more equitable to to the greater community how do we how do we help that small business who's really the heart and the soul of our community in the same way that we were working with, you know, our city, you know, our city council, our leaders, you know, our, our large industry sectors like Columbia College, Boone, you know, MU. So I, I, I'm probably even more committed and drawn in now that, you know, kind of my social worker heart is full and that we're, and that we're doing, we're doing that same level of service to people that, I don't think that you know that Reddy had ever you know had really thought about engaging in this way before. So, yeah. absolutely. So we've talked a lot about work, and clearly you're passionate about that, and that is um, definitely comes through. I think you and your team um, are so dedicated to what you do in the community that it just comes through in everything that you all do. But I'm going to like move us along a little bit in the conversation, and I'm going to say what makes your heart happy as a person. You mentioned having some kids. You know what what does Matt what does Matt the non-executive look like? Yeah, you know, I uh, it, it's funny. I think we're you know, we're we're busy and 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 boring sort of at the same time. Like I I love having the opportunity to connect with family, you know, to be able to to be able to share a meal to you know, to see their face, um, you know, them see mine, start to start to share some positive stories, making sure that, you know, those those things that we, you know, that we sort of get as as older people, you know, we've we've survived a few winters now, you know, how do how do we share that along and, and teach them how how great they really are? So, you're gonna if if you're seeing us together as a family, you know, we're we're probably sharing a meal. Um, uh, it's with uh, seven kids and you know uh, eleven grandkids. It gets pretty loud, <laughs> and uh, and and that's uh, that's how we like it. Yeah. What and and with that, you know, what where do you go? You know, whether that's you know other social outlets or, or other you know community organizations. Where where does Matt go in your all your all the free time and spare time you yeah. have? You know, <laughs> what what do you do with that when when you get a chance to to, to unplug for a minute? Oh man! So anything on two wheels, right? Like we, you know, we moved to Southwest Missouri and we loved the back Buffalo River and we love some of the hiking, but um, there's nothing like the Katy Trail. So to be able to, to you know, to use this park and trail system to be able to to leave your house and run, you know, run down a you know a, a bikeway, you know, and then and then hit the trail, be able to you know go to Roachport, you know, or you know, catch you know, catch a peddler's jamboree like that's that activity that that ability to, to sort of feel like you can you know you can you can meet that flow you know where where your your highest level of success and your highest level of challenge meet each other and and then and and then you get to you know kind of do it all over again. There's so many opportunities here in Columbia that I think it's really good to remember that there is something really for everyone to do. I think not just professionally, but also personally, just the vast um, number of opportunities is, is um, 
amazing to folks. And I think it's good for those of us that have been here a minute to remind ourselves that this is the grass is pretty darn green on our side of the fence. Yeah, you know, it's it, this is my social worker hat again, right? I mean, it's like like life life is really um, amazing for my wife and I as as professionals and being plugged into the ready community. Um, and then and then you know I've had these amazing mentors and and. You know, even even the people here at Ready. I mean, I, I learn so much from 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 you all in this group on a regular basis, and then and then acknowledging the fact that you know there are some really amazing low cost recreational opportunities that so many of our young people um, don't get to experience. You know, I had an opportunity to to visit with um, you know the 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 principal at, at Battle High School, and he was sharing with me how many of his kids at Battle have never been downtown Columbia. They've never experienced, they've, they've never had a college experience and they've never experienced MU. And so like, you know, like I can't separate the university from my city. Um, and, and that we've got, and I, and with that, we've got so much more to do to make sure that everybody has those opportunities and, and, and are educated about the, the things that the city has to offer. Um. So we've talked, we've covered a lot of ground, and certainly I think it's a good reminder of all of us to, A, be very thankful and thoughtful about um, the blessings that we do have, and then, B, to remember that it is um, our obligation um, to make sure that we are looking out for those folks who do not have the same opportunities readily available. And so I think that it was, um, I really appreciated that reminder because I think you can get caught up in just the general busyness of everyday life. And um, you sometimes have to take a step back and to say, are we doing everything that we can that, ma that makes good sense for us to be doing to make sure that folks that wanna be included in our community have those opportunities to do so. Um, so we've covered a lot in this podcast and this has been really fantastic. What we like, what we really like to do towards the end is we like to hand it over to our guests and to say, you know, here's your two minutes or 10 minutes of fame, depending upon how long-winded you are. You know, what is something that we, maybe we didn't cover or something that you just really feel passionate about that you would like to share with the, the greater audience out there? Yeah, you know, I think, I appreciate that question. You know, I think if we could leave the group understanding that as humans, we really, we really are only um, at our best when we're doing that together. You know, that, that there is an interconnection um, with with our tribe, with you know, with our herd, and this, and you know, this is this is our tribe. Um, you know, and I think if we if we really approach the the community in the same way that Reddy has in the last couple of years, uh, making sure that that we are, are mixing that ability to be equitable um, with, with the resources that we have, um, that everybody wins. There is, there is no, there is no, Reddy's a great example of this, you know, because, because Reddy has become more diverse, it's, it's focused more on small business, it's focused more on entrepreneurship. It hasn't taken away in any shape, form, or fashion from the large employers like Burl Boone Hospital or you know MU Healthcare, we're, we're in no way in, on that size, but but there's there's no limitation to the amount of good that we can have in this community, and the more things that we do to lift up kids at Columbia Public Schools or you know in in, in any you know in any sector, you know, Boys and Girls Club, 
you know, all the way through that age span, the, the better off and the healthier that our community is going to be. And, and I think that's the, that's the message is that we, we do this together. Um, and, and from a perspective of public health, understanding that there are, there are a group of people in our community that live less long not because of their race or not because of you know genetic factors but but you can you can pinpoint somebody's lifespan based on their zip code hmm. and and as and as a community we we have to understand that accept that and then do just a little bit better yeah i think that's i think that's incredibly profound uh, you know the the zip code thing is is something i've encountered you know fairly recently and and when you see some of that, it's it's kind of shocking, you know. So, uh, appreciate that message and, and appreciate the sentiment throughout today, but but especially there. Um, and you know, I, I think that <clears throat> with I have I have family members who work in in, in mental you know in the mental health fields and um, people uh, that I, that I surround myself with, and and I think that <clears throat> at some level, you know, like you said, you, you have to bring it together. Um, you can go off and do it solo and come back to join the herd, and that's great that you're taking care of yourself, and, mm-hmm. and we want more of that as well in the community, but but there's something about together, right? Doing it around a campfire mm-hmm. communally somehow, I, I think there, there's an element there that, that matters. Yeah, I appreciate you, Jay. Yeah, appreciate you, Matt. Um, any last thoughts, Lisa, before we wrap up? I think the only thing um, that I'd like to say is, you know, this is a really good reminder to all of us to um, take a break every now and again and check on yourself, check in on your own self. Um, we're obviously like to think that we're the helpers and sometimes it's hard to be the helpy, if you will. And so I think this is a good reminder to check in on yourself. Um, don't be afraid to ask for help. And if you do feel like um, you're too embarrassed or concerned about what other people think, um, there are resources out there. And yeah. so find those resources and take care of each other check in there's nothing wrong with just saying hey i've noticed you've been quiet the last couple of days is there something going on with you or hey you know i just wanted to let you know i really care about you i have um a couple of months ago i decided that once if somebody came into my mind for any given reason um, and usually for no reason in particular, that I was just going to reach out to them and just say, hey, for some reason you crossed my mind today and I just wanted to send you a note saying I'm thankful that you're in my life. And I've really been surprised the last couple of times that I've done that. People have been like, you have no idea how important, like at that moment, how much I needed somebody to say, I see you. And so it doesn't have to be big and it doesn't have to be bold and you don't have to tell your business to everybody. But certainly if you or someone you know needs a little help, um, don't hesitate to get it because, you know, you're a valuable resource in this world and you're, uh, you have meaning. And so um, if this message helps you get through the day, then I think, you know, and we've done a good job p- picking Matt as our guest today. Yeah. You know, I, one, one resource that I want to want to toss out there is, you know, last week we marked the one year anniversary of 988. So 988 is on the mental health and behavioral health side, what 911 is to all other emergencies. One of these days, I think we'll be at the place where, you know, when you dial 911, it's going to be police, ambulance, fire, or mental health. You know, where can we connect you to? But we're not there yet. But, you know, accessing, you know, we've been socialized for so many years to access 
doctors, right? Like we know where a hospital is, we know where an ER is. We talk about preventative care. We haven't we haven't as a society learned and, and started acclimating that. So if you need a resource, if you if you just need to know how to access whatever that resource is, um, today, tomorrow, or or any time in the future, you can dial nine eight eight. They're going to connect you with based on your area code. They're going to connect you with a with a local call center, and that call center can help you get to the resources that you need. So thanks for that. That's awesome. Yep. Well, I think that's a great note to end on. That's that's important information, and and so hopefully folks out there have learned something today and and gotten a little boost up uh, in the process of our conversation and, and again learned a little bit more about what makes Columbia um, thrive and, and helps us you know grow together uh, as we move forward so <clears throat> I think that'll do it for episode 16 of the I am ready podcast uh, I'm Jay with Lisa and Matt today and uh, we'll sign off here and we'll see you again soon Bye.